Hello everyone, my name is Shanae Jones and this is KNKY, which stands for Know the New Kinky You. Um, we are doing a new show um, that I am calling French Vanilla because that is kind of where I see myself in the world. Um, you know, I am a sex certified sex coach and educator and I believe that sex and sexuality is a human right just like you know your physical health your mental health you know your sexual health is very very important and we need to talk about it so um i am glad to be joined with my friend lala who is going to introduce herself (laughs) hi i'm lala i am an avid uh (laughs) enthusiast of the lifestyle (laughs) i've been on the lifestyle for about eight years um and um, I have been single in the lifestyle and been in a relationship. So I'm here to kind of just give my insight into, um, I guess, my experience. Yeah. And how it is. <laughs> so we're going to continue the whole conversation around consensual non-monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. So just in case people don't really know what consensual non-monogamy is, it is basically being ethical about how it is that you treat your relationship when you choose to introduce other people into it, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's the opposite of cheating, right? So, one of the things that I've noticed, especially, you know, for me as an adult Mm -hmm. woman in relationships, is that if the person I was with wasn't cheating, then every man that I knew in a relationship was cheating. So it's like, what's the point? And so when I started hearing about the concept of consensual non-monogamy, my thing is, I don't like being cheated on. And it's not even because for me, and this is what I tell people that I'm in a relationship with, it's not the act of sex. I get you wanting to have sex with somebody else because trust me, you ain't the only person that I see (laughs) that I want to have sex with. Mm -hmm. The only reason that we don't act on it is because of this social construct that says I'm supposed to be monogamous. I'm supposed to be with this one person. And so this whole concept now of consensual non-monogamy is like we don't have to be that way. We can be with other people and still maintain our core relationship we don't have to break up because you fuck somebody else we're breaking up because you lied and you you yeah. you're tr- you broke the trust because all you had to do especially with me all you had to do was talk to me about it yeah but understand you don't get a pass to <laughs> cheat on me no you don't get a pass to just fuck other people expect and, and not expect it to be you know a two-way street i mean what do you think i mean so with consensual non-monogamy, with the whole thing for me, it would be, I, I kind of don't see it as, I wouldn't go into it as, oh, I don't want you to cheat on me. It's more like we're both going into this because we want to explore our sexuality. And maybe that means bringing somebody else into the bedroom. Or maybe that means going different going going and finding different partners to have sex with 
maybe next to each other or in another place. It's like all in what you want. Now, if you're going to, if it's because, oh, this this guy can't control himself, he just wants to mess with everybody, or you can't, that's a whole different thing. That means you just want to go out there. But when you're in a relationship and you decide to make, you decide to make this, um, this decision mm-hmm. to jump into this, it's because it's a sexual thing. You're finding pleasure in something True. but in doing this with that person. Because that's the fun in it. It's when you know that you're sharing this with the person that you love. So that's where it's consensual. That's where it all comes into. That's I, how I, I right now and I agree with you. It's just part of the reason that I made the made it from the perspective that I did was because I think that people are not willing to have the conversations, you know? So as opposed to just opening up your mouth and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, Mm -hmm. I would like to explore being with someone else, that they take the coward's way out and they cheat. They do. So this is where I'm like, don't, I'm letting you know that this is a, you can, can, here's a conversation. We can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. But also what I found is that some men, I know that there are people in this world, men especially, that you know can respect and understand a woman's desires and sexuality mm-hmm. and wanting to be with more than one person. Those men do yeah. exist. Yes, they do, but not a lot. Of not them. a lot of. Them. <laughs> not a lot of. Them. No, <laughs> not a lot of. Them. Get them. Uh, there are so few and far in between. It's a problem it's a problem there is they have this idea that oh if you're you know my woman right. you gotta be this way you gotta be that right. you got my kid it's just like they just put you in this box and that's what limits because mm-hmm. now they see you this way and now they're like i can't talk to her about this and i can't do this with her mm-hmm. but whole time she wants to do the same thing with you right maybe she wants she's open-minded she might be freakier than you you have no idea she's your wildest dream Thanks. like and you're yeah. just keeping her in this box because what you what are they afraid of i have no idea. i do not know you know right. i think they find it intimidating you know and then that's kind of what we said i know this is so Consensual non-monogamy. So we talked a little bit about the whole cuckolding thing, right? Yeah. And so that's a, a form of consensual non-monogamy. Yeah. So in a lot of those situations, um, it's a female-led relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a lot of white people. It's not a lot of black people. <laughs> they do exist. But I'm sure. Yeah. They do exist, sure. but it's mostly white people. Mm-hmm. And... What they're doing is like that woman, not not statistically nine times out of ten, but hyperbole nine times out of ten, the woman is the one having the sexual interludes and the man is monogamous to her. And so she is the dominant in the relationship and she is the one that's making, you know, those decisions and then going back and then, you know, there's a whole nother book that I'm reading called Sperm Wars. So it's really like, so when a man comes back from having Sperm sex, wars. yeah. So, <laughs> I need to see that book. <laughs> so the one book from the cut coding that I was uh, referencing was mm-hmm. Insatiable Wives by uh, Dr. David Lay. So this is this whole book on uh, cut coding that is just goes through like you know the history of it, and we're not even using the word the right word because cut coding was. Um, 
the word that they used when it was intended to humiliate uh, the man. And so now there's another word, and I'll look it up for for next time, but there's another word that is more appropriate to use, but cuckolding is, you know, people are just, it's more familiar. So, you know, they're technically not saying the right thing. There's been a few cuckold parties I've been to, so. Really? What was that like? It was interesting. Like you said, it's not really, you know, our crowd. So it was a lot of single black men and a lot of older couples, white couples. Right. I mean, not even, it was all different ages. I wouldn't even say older. Okay. Like, okay. It was all different ages okay. of, you know, white couples. Right. And they were looking for their... Bull. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot at the ready. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that whole... Um, in the book, it kind of talks about the racial stereotype uh, in that scenario, you know, yeah. so. Uh, it's, it's there and they kind of exploit it when they do the, like, marketing for uh-huh. them, like BBC, uh-huh. couple parties, uh-huh. like, it, it's, it is what they want and it's exactly what it is. It's sad to say, but whenever I think of it, I think of, you know, white woman mm-hmm. with a black man and her husband sitting in the... Right. Like, I even have friends, you know, people I've dated who have been propositioned for things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something that's happened. And it doesn't even have to happen at a party. Like, I have some single anyway. cousins. They will be traveling and somebody will let them be in someplace social. Mm-hmm. And they will have a, a white couple come up to them and be like, hey, uh, you're trying to fuck my wife. And they are bold about it. They are very. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I, it's I, out there, and that's something. I don't get proposition but, though. I'm so, <laughs> I need to get proposition more. It's different if you're looking for a female. Okay. Like if you're a female and you're trying to get, you gotta go to these parties for like <laughs> men out there. I don't know what it is. It's like so easy to just. Grab. Right. I think it's men, but for it's women true. at these parties, you know, you will get couples like coming to you. I've had couples, different, all different races, different body types. You oh, know. Okay. okay. So just. Proposition. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. But we're talking. Exactly. I'm just. It's nice to be flirted with sometimes. You know. It's nice to be flirted. But see, even then, there are certain like people like I don't want to feel bad because I'm flirting with somebody. Like you like new people. You like. But why do I gotta feel bad about it? Just because you know I got you. Boo, I got you. We we good. We good. Now you know people like. I know, like, if I wasn't around and some little chickadee was in his face, like, he would be all up in it, right? But I'm like, why why be different just because now I'm here? Yeah. There's a level of respect. Yeah. There is, it, at the, at, like, the parties and mm-hmm. at these clubs, there is a level of respect. Like, I, I you can really tell. Um, you'll have the man go to the man if there's, you know, couples together mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe the woman will approach be the first one to like approach and be the first one to leave mm-hmm. or the man will but he'll talk you know or if it's just you it might be he'll come but he'll make sure to introduce his wife mm-hmm. or vice versa they'll come together but there's always like a level of respect right right so and at the end of the day i feel like it's like are you attracted to the man <laughs> when they come up to you right they want they want the man to come first no so they're like if you don't think he's cute then you're not gonna like them. Right. <laughs> You're not gonna go down. It's not gonna happen. Well, that's one of the things. Like I, I'm not a. I've been to um, 
a party once and uh, it was a house out in Bowie. It was just somebody's house and mm-hmm. it was the basement and they had turned the basement into like this uh, matches everywhere and you know just porn on the walls. Okay. And, like you know, a little free yeah, for all. Yeah, all. It okay. was like I had this image burned into my head, right? <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, there was, it was around some gym equipment and there was this white woman uh, in the middle of like a circle of dudes. Mostly black dudes, but it was a circle of dudes. Oh, this was at the place? This, was, this is what happened? Yes. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I thought this was a dream. No, <laughs> no, this is what happened at the party. Okay. So the one party that I went to, right? So the white woman in the middle of the circle of dudes, her husband is back there somewhere. And it was like, she was giving the dude a blowjob. And the rest of them were like around waiting their turn. And I was like, I sat there and I looked at this woman. I was like, good grief. She was just going for it like a machine. And I was like, and she was loving it. And I was just like, I was sitting there in shock. And her husband was cool with it. I was like, obviously, this is a marriage that works. She's an insatiable wife. She is an insatiable wife. She has a need that he needed to fill. It's like a sex addiction, I guess. When you think about it, that, you know, he's just like, I'm just helping my wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I would like. I like to think, like, I've always tried to think, like, what? I know I've dated men uh-huh. that would not be okay with that. Like, that's not even happening. I know men that's like, nah, that's not happening. I don't care if I'm incapacitated. I'm not sitting right. in the corner while you do it. Right. Do that behind my back. So it's, just, it's really interesting to, like, I think the fact that they are, it's an understanding. Like, they both understand that it's just sex. Yeah. That there's like they what they have, the fact that he's allowing her to use it is like everything that she needs. She's never gonna find anybody else who's gonna let her do that, be herself, and that in tune is that's the closest you can get it. Yeah. The biggest intimacy. Yeah. Knowing that you know someone like that and you're with them and I mean I think so. They could be together forever. Right. And honestly, what they in the studies have proven Mm -hmm. that uh, couples or people that are in uh, open relationships, consensual non-monogamy, are better, uh, are statistically together longer um, because because they have uh, better communication, because they... um, are not afraid to introduce variety into their relationship. So things have a tendency not to get as stale. Um, But it's really like those two big things, you know, they can talk through things because they've been able to establish that either one or both of them are allowed to have sex with, you know, outside the relationship. And especially with, uh, like if you start talking about polyamorous couples, like, Mm -hmm. like it, can go even beyond just a sexual relationship with somebody. You're actually having groups of people yes. get married. Yes. That is, that one's interesting. And um, I actually was propositioned to join. I went on a date with a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting. So I've, I've dabbled in that. That's something I'm a little, kind of a little open to a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's, that's a very interesting one dynamic but i've realized 
being in a lifestyle and like dating, mm-hmm. like I have, I am closer to those that I can be a hundred percent with. Right. Like even now, we may maybe not together, but our friendship, we are still have a friendship. We still have that bond because we were so open when we were together. Mm-hmm. Like it just, yeah. yeah so. Maybe there's something to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Maybe I think so. I mean, I think so. I think yeah. for me, ideally, I, I think it takes a village, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you find that you care about and love multiple people, why can't, why do you have to limit yourself to loving just one person? Exactly. I mean, if you had multiple children, you would love your multiple children. Right? I mean, you might have your favorites every now and again. Somebody gives you something. You know, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But there's not any person. This should, I believe that nobody should be one person's 100% burden. Exactly. Not a burden, but, you know, nobody everything. can be. That. Right. Like, there, even if you are with just one person, yeah. you're going to want your own time. There's yep. going to be times where you got to be, you know, you oh, I want to go see my best friend. Yeah. You're not going to spend every, every moment. Waking moment with this person. You're going to get what you need from other places. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, you want to keep that in the house. And now, you know, I get that. Some, there's a, We have a lot of love to give. Right. So yeah. an, another book that I was reading is called Ethical Slut. It's Ooh, about these uh, You got these books. <laughs> we need to start a book list. Like, <laughs> y'all need to read these. Yes. I, I have it. It's actually It's in my. Oh, yeah. Is it? <laughs> In my, my purse. Oh, I like this. So I'm almost through with this one. Um, this is another book that has the glossary in the back um, of uh, different terms and stuff. But this is really, this book is all about how, especially from, you know, a female perspective, because both of the authors are women, um, you know, making sure that um, people know how to be in an open or multiple person relationship and do so while taking care of yourself and the people that are impacted by that relationship you know so you know it's really just about how you navigate the world with being considerate of the dynamics around being in a, a consensually non-monogamous relationship and they talk about the different structures like poly is one type of mm-hmm. cnm type relationship uh, the swinging and the swapping and all of that other stuff so um the plan is for you and i to continue this conversation so that we can let's see how it, 20 minutes just went by so quickly uh yeah, it, so it did so um, let's see. I'm just going to sign us out. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to sign myself out. You can sign yourself out. I am Sinead Jones, uh, your resident certified sex coach. Thank you for listening to French Vanilla. Uh, we are talking about consensual non-monogamy with Lala. Lala, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Lala, and um, I am the lifestyle enthusiast. Right. <laughs> of the duo and um guess I'm signing out as well <laughs> talk to y'all later bye hello everyone my name is Shanae Jones I am your resident certified sex coach and educator we are listening to or we're you're listening to 
we're talking on KNKY, which stands for Know the New Kinky You. Um, and this show is called French Vanilla. We are talking about all things sex. And this conversation is about consensual non-monogamy. It's a continued conversation with my friend Lala, who is here with me. Hi, everyone. I'm Lala. I am uh, a lifestyle enthusiast. Um, I am also the founder of Salacious Expectations, which is a um, lifestyle brand that I am uh, a part of. Uh, you know, so I'm here with Shanae. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. Okay, so we were last talking about um, consensual non-monogamy, and we had started talking about uh, polyamory. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are your thoughts on, on what it means to be poly? Um... So how I would see it is, I mean, a group of people, I I think it's usually could be more than three, could be any number of people basically in a relationship with each other. Everyone kind of playing their part within this relationship. Everyone has their roles within the relationship. Not everyone may be having physical sex with each other, but they are like in this relationship with each other so So, like so some of like the and I guess it's different and I'm not sure um because I'm not polyamorous I am an advocate though because I I I I just told you it takes a village it takes a village and it's like I don't Mm -hmm. think that one person can be everything for everybody and if you can create uh, a village of people that can provide the emotional and physical uh, and spiritual support that you need. Why would that ever be a bad thing? That's true. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't get why it would be a bad I, thing. I, it, it wouldn't. I would like that. I mean, in fact, my from my research, monogamy is only a very new social construct mm-hmm. you know there are more countries than not that actually practice open relationships yeah. um, but the the reason why people started getting married was for security mm-hmm. you know you had to have people that you know had children to keep the generations going and you know it was that construct of uh, bartering for you know one family or another it was like you had to keep the bloodlines open so to be in a relationship with multiple people has been more established than to be mm-hmm. legally married especially under the construct of legally married to one man versus one woman and thank god that that has been struck down because I'm like fuck it everybody <laughs> needs to be deserve to, the right to be miserable fuck it it's like you know wait, people you get married, only, married wait wait you could be legally married to more than one person now no 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 oh. no to same sex I was talking oh, about same okay, sex marriage but okay. again I'm going to change the marriage laws I you should like be able you should be able to if I marry somebody and then I don't you know we together for five years then we're separated for another for a year or whatever and then I marry somebody else in the meantime <laughs> I should be able to. I you feel should. Like you should. They should they both can, count. 
they civil ceremonies. There are groups of people that get married. You marry two people at the same time. Couples get married to each other. Like two couples can get married to each other. So I um, there's actually a show. Uh, I think it's on Showtime. A long time ago, it's about it talks about polyamorous relationships. And one of the episodes we watched was a couple was asked another couple to move in with them. Now these couples have children. They're you know, mm-hmm. but they it was like. It was very interesting, the dynamic, because on one side, the couple who asked for the other couple to move in, they were more um, in tune with themselves. Uh-huh. She, The wife was a little bit more sexual. Uh-huh. And then on the other side, the wife was less sexual, but the man was more, you know, he seemed like he was more pulling her towards it. Like she was doing it for him. Uh-huh. So it was like the dynamics, but they like together, it was like they all had to come together to resolve their problems Mm -hmm. like oh you know she's feeling this type of way so she came so we all need to sit together right but then here's the clincher in all of this okay the wife had a girlfriend outside of the couple outside of the couple and that was like a thing for them as well who is this woman why can't we play with her too like so yeah that's polygamy you know polygamy has it's um it's many layers yeah as far as that but with the couples coming together i i what i one thing i noticed is there is a lot of open communication they talk about everything oh like if you have a problem you have to say it like we're gonna bring it to the table Uh we're all gonna sit here right like (laughs) grown-ups and have this conversation and you have to pull like why you know and they really so it really makes you vulnerable, but you can see like afterwards what it does for them as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really good show. I, I forgot. I think it's called Polygamy or like Poly. Um, but it's on one of these. Um, oh, you said Showtime. One of these, either yeah, it's I'll either Showtime or HBO. But I'm pretty sure it was Showtime. Showtime has some really interesting shows. Yeah. On that. I'm gonna have to oh, check show. it out. I like the. Uh, I like stories about sex. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely check that one out because it follows like two couples and they're in polyamorous relationship and it's different for each one. Yeah, so uh, so the, the general topic we're talking about is consensual non-monogamy and to be uh, polyamorous is more than just about you know sex with somebody yeah. else, right? So you're actually creating relationships mm-hmm. and even within the uh, polyamorous uh, group, they're, they have different ways that they define stuff. So like, um, you could be in an open group where you're allowed to have partners outside of your primary relationships. You could be in a closed group where only those people that are in the relationship are, are together. Um, there are ways that you introduce, if you wanted to introduce a new partner, like, you know, it has to be kind of, like you said, communicated and kind of voted on if that's the, you know, the route that you want to go in that particular relationship so i think that especially when you have the opportunity to be and have an emotional investment in somebody else it makes it better but one of the things that as i've read because i've not been in a polyamorous relationship um is that some of the social issues that come up like, you know, they have to really be strong to be around, you know, family and friends that may not understand or accept the lifestyle. 
So it's like, okay. even with me, but like my family, like if I mention sex, they start acting like assholes. I'm like, I mean, maybe they're not asking for no prudes or whatever. I'm like, get. I want to say some. I want to say some very bad things to them sometimes. <laughs> It's but it's not that it's big of a deal. It's just like, come on. I think they're just like, you know, Sinead talking about sex. <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. That's what happens. Like, not this. But I'm like, not this again. I'm like, why? Why can't I talk about it? I dare you. So no, but, it's what you do, though. Right? I know, but see, this is the problem. When you are going to visit the family for Christmas, they're used to, you know, you and your your husband or your boyfriend or more the accepting of, you know, the same sex relationship. Yeah. But as soon as you say, oh, here's my boyfriend's girlfriend or here's my it's third like, party, they're like, what the fuck? I mean, that's a different, that's a difficult, <laughs> that's difficult it, to really yeah. bring up. Like, you're going to bring them, like, I don't think I can ever do that. Like, my mom would be like, what? <laughs> she would just go off, ask all questions. I don't want to answer them. I'm good. Like, I'm not counterintuitive to that at all. Like, I don't think I can ever, I think I'll just keep that to myself. Like, I don't know how these other couples can deal with it. Um, especially, like I said, some of these people have, like, kids. Yeah. You know, even whatever age. Yeah. It's hard to have that explanation. Then, like, what if you do get married and you bring somebody else into your house? Like, how do you explain that? People like, do y'all it. Y'all not, you're not, mommy and daddy aren't getting divorced, but we're marrying. Right. We're, they, we're they, joining our family. Yes. Basically, that's what they're doing. Yes. They have those conversations. Yeah. There are people that's like, of course, yeah, of course, you know, that's what, that's, what, that's the part of being in an open relationship it's supposed to be freeing to a point where you can have those conversations and be like you know well i want to introduce this third party this person uh this couple you know this whoever um but i think and i believe that more people would do it if it was already socially acceptable people have are not necessarily willing to fight the fight out loud Mm -hmm. to be able to say that there are other forms of lifestyles that are appropriate and it's not just you know being a monogamous heterosexual that qualifies you yeah that's true i think it's i think it's kind of slowly coming becoming a little bit acceptable sadly to say i feel like it's been done so many times behind people's backs like you know being cheating having somebody there but you always know that that person is there but you don't ever say anything but you don't care because of the tune you know they're giving your back partner what they need but right. you're you're also getting something out of it whether it's time away or time to do <laughs> right, that's you a good way to think of it right <laughs> you know so it's like i mean some people kind of find benefit um <laughs> i was watching p-valley the, <laughs> the last episode okay. and uh, mercedes she entered into a contract with one of her many suitors he had a wife Mm-hmm. And she had him and her wife all sat. They came together and had a contract. And like she, the way it was like for me, I felt like that is like kind of they are now in a polyamorous relationship because the wife likes her 
He likes her. They ended up all together that night. Wow. After she watches, watches, you know, Mercedes dance. Mercedes mm-hmm. was really, you know, she was being respectful. She wanted the wife to be there because the wife knew about her. Right. You want me to be in this apartment. You're giving me this money. I want your wife to be there. Right. So she kind of played it right. And in tune, it became a polyamorous situation. But now she has a relationship with both of them. Wow. So, I mean, but this is something that's played out on TV. So it's like, makes me think, like, maybe there might be some, some, you know, and I've seen things like this before, but it's always played out behind someone's back. Right. But I do notice that, like, polyamorous, that type of thing is, is becoming more and more out, like, broadcast. Um, Even with Nick Cannon, him and his many... Different. They're all in relationship with each other. I didn't know that. Did you know? That? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you didn't know with no. no. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, so, tell I, me. Okay, so I was actually watching, listening to a podcast with um, uh, what's her name? B. Simone. She's okay. a she's an influencer. Um, and um, uh, they had Nick Cannon's newest baby mama on the show and she was basically talking about the relationship it's basically just open they have a very open relationship they talk about they're open about their expectations with each other all of that stuff he has his many whatever she does whatever you know it's it's whatever they dictated for themselves right but one thing they always say was it was it's open and the communication and it's it's set in the polyamorous life it's where we can bring people in. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, we don't. They don't. Nobody needs to know what's going on in your bedroom. Sure. But you can. Have you ever seen people with a bunch of people living in a house? Like you never know what's going on. Sure. So, but I do notice I'm seeing a lot of that, like just playing out mainstream media, yeah. social media, and it's just like maybe it's a, it's becoming a thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, it is. It is definitely becoming a thing, and I think that <clears throat> hopefully, as I'm, there's a this whole concept about being an early adapter. It's like it's this whole bell curve thing. I wish I had a visual to show you, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like this five percent of people. My numbers might be slightly off, but the first five percent of people who are the first ones in the door. So like, the, as soon as the new iPhone comes out, that they are in line outside of the store, ready to go, right? And then you got those people that wait, you know, the first few months just to make sure all of the bugs got worked out, right? <laughs> and then you got the majority of people that's like, okay, all of the bugs have been worked out. Okay, great, great, great. So they get on when they get in. And then you got your very, very late adapters, right? And so there are very few people that the bell curve, the the beginning of the bell curve is very small because not a lot of people want to be the first ones to do something, but you really need those people yeah. to be the ones to be the voices. So these people that are now, it's everything is a movement. Everything yeah, that requires change requires a movement, right? And so I hate to talk about this, but I've been wanting to and I'm going to bring it up because I can talk to you. Okay. <laughs> So, did you see, I think we might have talked about it before, but did you see the Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up, uh, The Closer? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, so I watched that thing like five times. <laughs> I didn't see it that much. I know. <laughs> I saw it five times. Because, one, it was funny as shit, mm-hmm. but I liked it because Dave Chappelle talks about every fucking body. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I don't understand why people get so mad 
Like, these comedians should be allowed to talk about everybody. Talk about them. That's what the fucking shit is funny. If yeah. it's not funny, if it's not funny, people won't laugh. Exactly. And then it won't be said again. It will never... I, so the reason I why I'm talking about the closer is because when... Everything requires a movement. Like, he's talked about how the transgender people are after him, you know, the cancer culture thing. Like, there was a point in time where you couldn't be transgender. You couldn't be gay. Yeah. You couldn't be black in public. Yeah. You know, all of those things require change. So we have to be those people that... I think with us having conversations like this to even give people some perspective mm-hmm. on what these topics are so that maybe they can ask some questions for themselves as opposed to, um, you know, making judgment calls based off mm-hmm. of what you think you know about somebody. Exactly. Get mm-hmm. to know somebody and get to know that person, not their identity, or, you know, their outward identity. Fuck that shit. Yeah, because you don't really know. You don't really know what you don't know. Are you... You don't. I say that shit all the time. You don't know what you don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, I'm just like, I'm yeah. still really just. I, I wouldn't even know any of the stuff that I know now if it wasn't for just asking questions and listening. Like a lot of that stuff. Like I, I, <laughs> I think I watched. I listened to a podcast. <laughs> And they were talking about different sexual, like, kinky things. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what? These girls are talking about this, and they're so comfortable with it. And I just started looking into things. And I, it wasn't, it was just like a deep dive. Just right. knowing that there were people like me, or, like, just like me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that are looking into these things, that are okay with it, or participating. And they're giving me insight into it in ways that I've never thought. Because all I've had was these prejudgments. Right. It's just like it changes you, and it, it does. You, it does. Um, it does. So, yeah. and that's what I think I wanted for us to come together. So, like I said, French mm-hmm. Vanilla is really about like taking people. So, you have people that are immersed in a lifestyle. You are mm-hmm. a lifestyle enthusiast, right? I think I would consider myself uh, more French Vanilla. And some people might not even understand yeah. what it means to be in the lifestyle. Maybe we can yeah. have that. Yes, conversation. we will have that discussion. Yeah. I, I feel like the lifestyle is more, it's so broad because it's so much, yeah. it is so much, like, there's swingers, you know, there are like people who are there for the cup holes, but they can be considered swingers, but are they, they're not really considered swingers, but because they're, because they're not right. swapping. Then there's like the unicorns, and then there's, you know, everybody's there for their own fantasies, and I feel like the lifestyle is about your fantasy, like your fetishes. Like you could do it's not only for couples, it's for everybody. Right. And it's for whatever you want. So like I am in it is not someone who is actively in everything, no, but I'm in it exploring my sexuality and having fun and that's right. what it is. It's a place for you to explore yourself. So like that's it. that's my definition of <laughs> okay. All right, so we definitely going to talk about that a yeah. little bit more. So, um, I think that's the end of our session today. Um, again, my name is Shanae Jones. I am your resident certified sex coach and educator, and this is KNKY Know the New Kinky You uh, French Vanilla Edition.
Yeah, I'm Lala. I'm signing off. <laughs> Bye.